Hey guys, it's Wayne Johnson with Wednesdays with Wayne. Ninth episode. I'm not going to say we're getting to be good at this or professionals wow, and because I get in trouble. That's what I always say. But uh, ninth episode, we're still having fun. We're still here. Getting. Uh, we don't have anywhere else to be. Yeah, yeah, we're locked in the house or locked on. Can't go far anyway. My concern when we started this was we wouldn't be able to fit it in with the travel schedule to get you time to record these episodes. <laughs> and I thought, how are we going to make this work? Joke's on me. Here we are. Maybe you jinxed Just, us for this. Oh, I jinxed everything when I made a travel schedule you in must, January. Did you make the coronavirus too? No. Hmm. They said it was somebody that like ate a bat or something. Didn't you see that? Well, yes, but first true? of all, they must have been really hungry. <laughs> I don't want to talk about the coronavirus. What Especially because evidently they didn't cook it. Yeah. Because if you cooked it, it probably wouldn't make you sick, right? I don't know if that's true, but okay. Well, whatever. Sure, sounds good. I'm not eating them bad anyway. Well, guys, I can't wait till tonight, uh, 7 o'clock Central Time. Uh, you need to tune in. Uh, Fox Sports 1, you know, they've been doing the NASCAR races on, and, and we're getting finally getting sprint cars and late models from charlotte on fox sports one so with the i racing that's going to be cool uh been practicing quite a bit getting a little better i don't know still it's tough man i'm telling you that's a lot harder than you think it is especially uh i haven't played video games in years you know so it's it's different but having a lot of fun with it so be sure and tune in to fox sports one tonight at seven and uh, check that out because that's going to become the norm, I'm guessing, for a while if this thing keeps up. So Right. And I'll go Facebook Live if you've joined us recently. Um, yep. Go to Wayne Johnson Racing on Facebook. Right. Sarah goes live and you get to see the end car and just see my goofy butt making the steering wheel move and bouncing off the walls and everybody else. And It's a good time. It, it is a good time because in the end car, I wish there was a way we could tap into my earpiece where you guys could hear the other drivers talk because i mean we're having a hoot it's a lot of fun and and, um it is cool i just it's uh it's something to pass the time and seems like right now we all got a lot of time on our hands so but anyway going back to the podcast we got a a guest today that i've known him quite a while uh it's the it's billy vilhauer he's the uh son of the car owner bob vilhauer that actually owned the 12x beaver uh, tool car so uh, and that car has been around a long time had a lot of different drivers and uh, but gonna have him on so uh, I'm gonna try to get him on the line here and we'll see what we can do we'll see if we can get him all right we uh, got Billy on the line I believe Billy you there I'm here hey uh, thanks for being on this thing this is uh, we're learning you know this is our ninth ninth week uh, ninth episode and you've been uh, actually selected kenneth bowers has actually sent an email or uh, got on that voice line and wanted us to have you on and and uh interview you so and people don't realize that all the uh stuff that we've had to go through uh yeah or had had to go through some of the stuff that we've went through and uh you know before this is over today at the end of this thing we're gonna we're gonna tell the truck driver, I mean, I'm sorry, the the, uh, the uh, hitchhiker story about us picking that hitchhiker up that time. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, that's a hell of a story. 
Man, I'm telling you, that was the craziest <laughs> night of my life. But we'll get to that in a little while. But we'll get to that here in a bit, right? <laughs> hey, uh, what, uh, what, you know, I know it's been now, it's going to be uh, four, it's four years, you know, January, Dad's been gone. And, right. And, uh, you know, we we did that car for him five years ago in August, so it'll be five nationals this coming up year mm-hmm. or whatever. But, man, we had a ball then, but. Just uh, what have you been up to? I mean, I know you kind of taken over the the tool company there, and and you've kind of been you're the boss now. So how's that? Well, going? well, it's going actually it's going really well. Uh, my father was I was fortunate enough that he left us in a very good situation as far as the business goes and different properties that he owned. He owned a couple little farms, like one where the race shop was at, and that it, it was all paid for. So now we're in process of. And a couple of those properties just uh, developing and putting in some streets and selling off lots. Awesome. And Are all that on top. Are you doing that at the yeah, race shop? Well, on p- part of it, yeah. yeah. Well, I've got uh, six lots on the far east boundary of that property there that are going to be ready to sell here in the next week or two, actually. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a beautiful spot, too, up on the hill. You can see downtown Kansas City. And I really oh. used to enjoy you know coming out there and, and – um, yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah. Dad was a smart. Your dad was a smart guy. And hey, by the way, I, I never, I never got any of my information on the wheel because I know he had to leave me something. Leave you something? Well, sure he did. There's a few pictures laying over there with a with an autograph on it. How's that? <laughs> uh, you know, I tell you what, I had so much fun running with you guys too, Billy. That and you guys had had so many car owners through the years. I'm car drivers. Right. So many drivers that uh, it's, you know, the list goes on and on. And superstars, you know what I mean? Seriously. uh, Sammy Swindell, Danny Smith, Shane Carson, guys that that I grew up racing. So, or grew up watching race. So that was kind of cool. But we'll get to that in a minute. But I just wanted to tell you before we get too far into this that racing with you guys and dad is some of the most memorable race season that i've ever had we had so much fun yes it was it was stressful at times uh dad put a lot of pressure on me sometimes and and uh you know i was pretty young at the time and just started learning to travel and getting to run 410 cars and that kind of stuff so it was it was uh you know you know he you know he was he wanted to win no matter what and but one thing i can say about bob was, you know, I would race on Friday nights, which you know, I would race at Friday nights at Oklahoma City locally. And the races would get over about midnight or so, and I'd get on the road. And I wouldn't arrive to the shop there uh, in Kansas City till about 5 in the morning, you know, sometimes 6. Mm-hmm. And uh, your dad would wait up on me and and, and uh, periodically send me messages on, on the or, or check up on him, make sure I'm okay coming up the road. So, Made right. made me feel like a son that, you know, just making sure I'm making it. You know what I mean? He would take care of me and, and just he would wait up until I got there and then he would go to bed and then and then uh I'd jump in the toter home there, you know, and go to bed and we'd get on the road by about ten or ten thirty. So mm-hmm. those were short those were short nights for me and then most people don't know, we'd drive back from Knoxville back to Kansas City and then I'd get my car or truck and drive back all the way to Oklahoma City and be home Sunday morning. So Man, those are yeah. some tough times as far as your travel goes, but that just goes to show how bad I really wanted to do this. But I wanted you to know that that 
you know, just like dad doing that for me mm-hmm. and uh, those kind of things really has touched me. And that's why I wanted to do what I did a few years ago for him when I knew he was sick. So Right. Well, and, you know, that's that's always been appreciated. And we were actually just talking about some of those times there at night with my buddy uh, Rocky Weber. He was the, uh, what's he call himself, the Hall of Fame mud scraper. But uh, <laughs> we, I remember Rocky. Yeah, we, we we were talking about some of the stories where he would stay up because it's uh, you know it's one thing he always had. One he he wanted it, racing was a fun thing for him, and he and he liked to you know he went about it as professional as he possibly could, and that he but he was more it was more about the people getting together and having a good time and and then trying to do a good thing with the racing part on the end of it. But uh, yeah, it was all about the people and. And the things and the lessons learned while being involved in the race, and that's what you know. He he instilled that in us when we were a bunch of the me and my friends when we were younger, being involved and working hard. And of course, he'd sit there and yell at us and drink his little glass of whiskey while we're working. So that uh, right. Well, he had already done. That's all he had already, already did yeah. his work. It was time for us to do ours and you to do. Because I remember yeah. going, you know, that's what he he expected you know to work. You just didn't. I just didn't get to come and just drive the car. Oh you know, hell no! Hey, nobody, got, nobody ever did help. that, right? You know, you got hands, you can help. So that's right. And, and, and learned a lot, and learned a lot. You know, uh, you know, Arnie. You know, I, I caught in on the tail end of Arnie building the motors, but we still had one motor that that Arnie built that I think we were that I I'm pretty sure we won there at Cameron, uh, like the Bud, Bud the Budweiser National, right. or whatever that was, was right. one of Arnie's motors, I believe. Yeah. Dad and Arnie put that together. Arnie, Arnie was one of those guys that. Uh, when I was younger, he he uh, he came down to us in the pits. He's always, he's run from Shawnee where we're from, but he'd come down to the pits and I'd mention, "Hey, we need some help." And uh, and that was in about 1989. And from every Wednesday from '89 all the way up till actually he almost when he passed, uh, he was in our shop every Wednesday. And uh, that, that that motor, see, they had they had a knack for every motor had to have a name. And if I remember right, that one that uh, we we ran when you drove it at Cameron, it was named Silly Suckin' Sally. <laughs> I don't like know where it came from, but but, but it was Silly Suckin' Sally. <laughs> well, you know what's weird? I I do the same thing now. Maybe that's where that comes from. But all my engines have names too. Uh, uh-huh. I'm not going to go that path. But yeah, so maybe that's where I got that from. I wasn't sure where I got that, but I bet that's where it was from. It might have been. Then, uh, you know, and then Donnie, uh, you know, man, how can right. we ever leave out Donnie in this conversation? Never uh, can. Donnie's still around. Uh, he messages me every once in a while on Facebook, right? Right, and, uh, yep. He's, uh, he's, he's still around the shop there. you see him much? I don't see him much. And now he, he's retired from the working for the gas company here, and he, he does a lot of traveling. So well, he was I'll, retired. He was retired when he worked for the gas company. Well, kind of. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't really do a whole hell of a lot. But he was good well, for a few things. He worked his ass off on the race car. He showed up with hand cleaner and hand wipes and paper towels for us. <laughs> well, I'll tell you right now. I'll, you know, Donnie, I, I, I want to say because I, you know, I was in my early twenties when I when I drove you guys' car, and and uh, I, I'm pretty sure Donnie may have been a. Uh, worked for the gas company, but I think he was a professional mm-hmm. gigolo also. Uh, he, well, we, that is a fact. <laughs> <laughs> that is a fact. There's no, yeah, there's no guessing at that. 
<laughs> well, I sure miss it, miss those times because you know, but it's good to have memories and and uh, man, we got plenty of them. That's you know, I'll tell a story, one story that and and the people that don't know Bob, man, he could he was a super guy, but he could go off on you in, in just a matter of seconds. And right. uh, they parked the race where they had a big shop and the race rig and everything stayed in the shop. And Billy, you're going to remember this story. I'm already <laughs> remembering that flashbacks now. <laughs> Billy was back in the truck and trailer out of the shop, and it was a semi, it was a Kodiak semi truck or whatever you want to say it, but it had these big long lug nuts that stuck out off the front wheels. Yeah. And one of those lug nuts hit this. I'm telling you, it couldn't have barely touched it. But it hit this shelf that was in the shop that Bob had more shit piled on. Oh. That the shelf was overloaded oh. by about ten thousand pounds. Oh, it, it, well, it was and everything I, but the fenders for a '55 Chevy on those two shelves. Is that what it was? <laughs> yeah, exactly well, what it was. You, he, Billy was backing that thing out, and it barely clipped one of the legs, and it just folded the leg up. And oh. I'm telling you that everything on that shelf. Oh, fell on the floor, and you'd have thought Billy had did it on purpose, but he, boy, okay, <laughs> those are some of the times that, that. Boy, I got my uh, ass reamed on that one. Oh, yeah. That's another one. Oh, man. We, well, there, there, there's, yeah, there's, one, there's one more I'll tell you real quick. There's a, Shane Stewart was going to drive the Ford. This is like, this was two years before you drove it. It's another, when he blew his top, which we raced today, I once a day on a Friday night, and we were driving back, and we were going to unload the trailer and stuff, and then load it up to 410, and Shane Stewart was going to drive it up at Knoxville. Well, someone had strapped a spare wing on top of the trailer, and on the way back, that wing had come loose right before we got in the shop and hung off the side of the trailer and busted it all up. Oh, God, he was yelling at me so much around that. He was chasing me around the trailer, but... Two years after, two or three years after that had happened, when I took the butt chewing for that wing getting coming off top trailer, dinging it all up, he told me he knew the strap was loose. He just forgot to go back and tighten it down. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, and, and if Shane Stewart well, ever listens to this, he'll know exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> so there was another time that we hooked his, he had a, I believe it was an S10 Blazer that he towed behind his motorhome. Uh-huh. I think I was the one. I think I was the one that did it because I never had done it before, and I hooked it all up, but I didn't leave the ignition key on where the wheel would free wheel. And he drug that son of a bitch halfway home from Knoxville, and it wore out the front tires. <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! But uh, he, he'd be the first one to tear our heads off, but he'd be the first one to sit there and congratulate us when something went right. So yeah, for sure, you know. And and, and you know, going back to that, when we were able to do the the uh you know the twelve x car back at the nationals here uh mm-hmm. like say be five years ago in in August, but you know i you know and he was already ill then, but I could definitely see the sparks in a, in his eyes the sparkle that you know from way back when that I seen like when we'd win a race, Absolutely. and uh, even though it wasn't his car, but he was really i'm so glad that I was able to do that, and that was so cool to be able to put that car in the in the A main. That's the last time I've been in the A main since. So, um, hell, maybe I can hmm. paint that thing back like that, you know? Yeah. Well, let's, uh, let's paint her blue and white. Let's go. There's <laughs> <laughs> something out there. Well, but, yeah. well, how many, I don't know if you got any notes or if you got any idea, but 
well, let's tell the listeners, give us some of the rundown on some of the guys that actually drove the, the Beaver Tool car. You, you know, when I talked to you earlier, you said that we were going to do this. I just kind of went through, and what got my – the first thing – of course, you know Stubb Vinker, what he, he owned the car that Jesse Hockett drove for those years. Well, back in 1978, I think it was 78, him and Stubb went up to Knoxville. And back then, they used to auction off the win, winning car of the Nationals. And uh, they went up there to bid on it, and they got beat out by another guy to buy the car. But that's about when his racing deal was going to start. He was going to buy the Trossel car, or it was a Singer car, that Wolfgang won the Nationals in that year. But two years later, he ended up sponsoring a guy, a guy by the name of Dave Rupert. And then uh, there were some things happening into that, and he bought that guy out, and he start, that's when he became a car owner. And uh, the next year, the next winter after that, he was putting the cars together, and he had a guy that was hired. I won't mention his name, but come in the shop and told him, "By God, you don't know what you're doing. You don't need to be building these cars. Let me do it for you." Well, it took about two seconds. The old man listened to that, and he ran his ass out of the shop. And, <laughs> and then, then, then he decided, "Well, you know what? We, he bought he bought a brand new trussel car, put it together, ran most of that year." T.J. getting start out the year. Bob Williams drove the car, Tiger Bob. T.J. Giddings took over halfway through the year for us, and he won our first race beaver racing ever won was at Lakeside Speedway in the summer of 1981, and that's also T.J. Giddings' first win in a 410 Sprint car, too. Later on, in 82, we, we traveled the NSCA, won the NSCA championship in only his third year ever in sprint car racing. We, we traveled, raced 63 times, traveled in 11 different states, and I think Tim Green might have been second in points that year in Trossel's car. But, you know, we, he's had so many different drivers. Shane Carson drove it in 86, won some races at Knoxville. Leland McSpadden drove it in the Nationals in 87. You know, I drove it off and on, but then you got uh, Randy Smith drove it. I mean, there was one year he finished third in points at Knoxville. We had seven different drivers. And a lot of that was, a lot of that was hot-headed Bob would come out, and my God, he didn't like it. Your ass was gone. <laughs> Or the horse they left. Yeah, but it was you just a lot of memories. There's just so many that we can talk about. Yeah, we could spend. That's what you know on these podcasts that I've been doing before. Some of these guys, we and you know, like we're good friends still to this day. But we could go and talk for hours, you know. Oh yeah. Uh, about this, you know, and just going on and on and on and on. And I know you missed one there, Danny Smith. I knew Danny Dan- drove. Oh, Danny Smith drove it in '93. And then towards the end, then the end of the year, the Nationals in '94, Stevie Smith drove it. Uh, of course, and you drove it. We and in 2000, what was it? 90? Hell, actually, there was one year, '92, Steve Siegel from Pennsylvania drove it at the Nationals. The Shane Stewart drove it one year at the Nationals, '99. Uh, hell, we even had Max Dunsby drive it once at uh, I-70 Speedway in, uh, wow. in Odessa, Missouri, back in '80. 80, we had two cars. Had, had, he drove one, and then I think uh, we had another guy out of Wichita, Kansas, by the name of Jeff Forshe. He drove it off and on in '85. Uh, Woody Woodward drove the car. Terry McCarl started out in a car in '87. Uh, Jerry Potter drove it. I mean, I just, there's just so many. Yeah, you can't you can't list them all. That list is. Hell, that list might be bigger than than Guy Forbrooks. Well, I tell you what, I think it is. <laughs> Guy might want to argue a little bit, but then again, 
but I think me and my buddy Rocco sat down and I counted. I thought we were up to thirty six different drivers through the years. Oh, I don't know. I bet, years. You, I bet you if that's the case, I bet you uh, four books probably got you. I think he might. He, he might got that beat. In a couple of years, yeah. In a couple of years, oh, shit. <laughs> No shit. No, I just, uh, you know, man, I just, you know, you, you start thinking about the memories and the stuff that went on, and and uh, you know, you brought up, you brought you brought up Stubb earlier, and and uh, right, I'm gonna tell that story real quick, and you know, I was already driving your dad's car a little bit, mm-hmm. and Stubb was trying to steal me away from him. <laughs> Imagine that. Before, and I think it was before we ever raced full time. With mm-hmm. guys. I think I'd just run a. I think I'd run a race somewhere. Maybe it, I don't. Two thousand two down in Joplin, Missouri. I can tell you exactly what it was. Is that what it was? And I yep. run a race. I think it's been an outlaw race or something. And we. It was. We uh, anyway. We we ran decent, and that was before Dad hired me to run full time. But then Stubb was calling me and wanting me to run a race, and I asked your dad about it. He said, oh yeah, you know they were pretty good friends. He said, oh yeah, go run a race for him. So I drove all the way to, I don't remember what racetrack it was, maybe it was Sedalia or something, I don't remember. Drove up there. We didn't talk about money because I just assumed your dad had talked to Stubb about how how I got paid or whatever. And, there you go. You let that word get in there, didn't you? Yeah, you I assumed. messed up. I, I, I should have worked that out because I got there and uh, Stubb says, well, hey, we never talked about money. And I said, well, I said, normal deal for me is is I get 40% of the winnings and 50% if I win. He said, oh, I can't do that. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> I said, what? The, the Belgian blood come out of him. <laughs> he, said, he said, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll pay you 30%. And I said, I'll tell you what I'll do, Stub. You pay me whatever you want to pay me. I said, but I know what I'm worth. And at the end of the night, you pay me what you think I'm worth. Mm-hmm. And I think we run second. I think it was. I, I think we ran second. We run really well, and went to the pay window. And at the end of the night, he paid me thirty percent, and I never drove the guy's car again. So, uh-uh. uh, and then I, Dad, and then I, it worked out for me because then I think Dad and him were kind of in a in a pissing match there a little bit on you know, who was oh, going to get me hired or whatever. And so oh yeah, good for me. Well, yeah, that worked out good for you. And then he then Stubb ended up getting Jesse, and on they went. Yeah, yeah, so. Well, and then hey, they still uh, turn out to be good friends. Oh man, I tell you what—that uh, poker game, only poker game I ever went to, that that was there, and I can't remember where they did that there at somebody's house or shop close mm-hmm. there in Shawnee. Who you remember what I'm talking about, Bob, uh, Billy? That might have been was it Stubbs' son's house? I don't remember. It was just a little old. It wasn't a nice house or nothing. It was just like an old rink-dink shop thing or something. And I can't remember who the guy was hosting the the poker game. They always wanted me to go, and you know, and I'll tell the viewers, you know, Stubb was a multimillionaire, and I'm sure Bob had plenty of money. And mm-hmm. there were guys in there that had lots of money in this poker game. Well, they didn't play for lots of money. It was only like dollar bets and this, that, and the other. Oh yeah, yeah. And you just thought they were playing for a million dollars. You got I, it. I don't remember who it was. I don't remember if it was Stubb or your dad, but one of them got some god dang pissed off. <laughs> Throwing the money down and stomped out of there, and I was like, "God damn, man, this is a serious game, man!" <laughs> it could have been over five bucks. <laughs> it could have been over fifty cents. That's exactly exactly right. That's exactly but right. But yeah, no, I I um I just want you to know though, I had so much fun racing with you guys, and I really do appreciate. It. And I 
and I do appreciate everything Dad's Dad done for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm telling you, I, I felt like family. That's why he treated me. And, well, and that, uh, that one week when you did a tribute card, Knoxville made up for all that with him because that uh, and with me. Because I'll tell you what, that's something we'll never forget. Yeah, that was a ball. That was really. I yes, got some good was. pictures, and I think you do too. You know. Yes, I do. And I think I, I don't think we could have. I don't think we could have made that car look any more like the the original 12x than it did. Yeah. I thought it turned out awesome. No, the guy that did that, the, the sticker guy, did a wonderful job. Yeah, it was awesome. Absolutely. Well, hey, uh, before we get off here, I try to keep these about 30 minutes. Hey, we right? we, we, we got we got it. We got to take that. You got to tell them the story about the hitchhiker. No, that's what I'm saying. We got to tell the story. Before right. this all goes on, absolutely, uh, or before we get off here or whatever. But you want me to start it off, and we'll just kind of work it together. Let's go ahead. You're, you're good at it. All right. Well, we're gonna start it off because we're leaving Knoxville, and you guys already heard the part about me driving to, to Kansas City, and then Billy drive. Billy would drive the rig from from Kansas City to Knoxville. But then, as soon as the checker flag fell, Billy and and those boys would get into the beer. So guess who had to drive back the rig from <laughs> Wayne Johnson, <laughs> because he was headed home. <laughs> Those boys getting a beer. Well, we drive down and and we get down on 35, and that's I think that's Osceola, isn't it, Billy? Yeah, yeah Osceola, right there, 34, free going 35. Yeah. Yep. That's where BP, he picked up that There was a BP truck stop there. Yeah. I'm out, and, and and the same thing, guys. Now you got to listen to this. As soon as we stop. Everybody that's been drinking, they got to go to the bathroom. So guess who ends up pumping diesel? Wayne. Wayne. So I'm out there pumping. I'm out there pumping the diesel, and I see this guy up by the front of the store. And uh, this is about back when, uh, oh, I don't remember what they called it. It wasn't the 911 deal. It was before. The storm time. was yeah, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, it was right after 911. Yeah. There was a guy, clean-cut looking guy, standing outside the store there, and he had this big green duffel bag, and it looked like he was a soldier from somewhere or maybe just coming home. I wasn't sure. But anyway, he walked up to me and says, hey, uh, do you think you guys give me a ride? Or no, he asked me where we were headed. That's right. And I said, oh, we're headed to Kansas City. So you think you guys could give me a ride? Well, I mean, hell, there's plenty of room, you know, in this toter home mm-hmm. and this trailer and all this, but, but it's not mine. So I'm like, hey. I can't tell you the yes, no, or whatever. I said, see that guy right there walking around the store? And I pointed out you, Billy. And I said, go yeah. ask him. Go ask him. Well, sure. Well, hell, we have so a few beers in us. Jump on in. So Billy says, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Well, Billy looked at me and says, you're going to ride in the back of the tow home with that guy. I'm driving. I was like, oh, shit, now, thanks a lot. Nah, that's right. <laughs> so we're going down the road. And I'm sitting back there. It's kind of dark back there. I don't even think the TV was on. Maybe one little old light on. And we're, it's kind of awkward. I ain't gonna lie. It was pretty damn awkward to sit there, you know, and I thought, just asking the guy, you know, all kinds of questions. He was really short, too. And I said, hey, uh, what do you got in that bag? And I was thinking he was going to tell me his, his uh, army gear or I didn't know really what. But I, I was just trying to start a conversation. And he said, none of your effing business. And I, yeah. I was like, I, I kind of stood up straight and I was like, well, I kind of didn't, I really didn't know what to say. Oh, he's just messing with me. It's what I'm thinking in my head. So I asked him again and he said, none of your effing business. So I, I don't know if you remember this, Billy, but I jumped oh, yeah. in front and I told you at what had just happened. I said, pull this son of a bitch over. We're not giving him a ride any further. That's right. So 
Billy's Billy getting over on the rumble strip, and I could feel the truck and trailer slowing down, and it was raining. You remember that, Billy? Yeah, I did. Yeah. And, uh, cats and dogs. Like, what's that? I drank cats and dogs. I heard, you know, could hardly see. Well, I'm telling you, and you, I don't know if you remember that door on that toter home, man. When you hit oh, that yeah. button, you could hear that big click, you know, click. Uh-huh. Anyway, I tell this guy to get your ass out. I was mad. Man, I just couldn't believe he was treating us that way, you know, and we're giving him rides. I said, get your ass out or whatever. Well, anyway, you, you're all, you weren't even almost, you were, I mean, you were almost stopped, but the truck was still rolling. Yep. I bet you're going a half a mile an hour. Anyway, maybe he took that duffel bag and slung it up over his left shoulder. And about that time, I felt his, or I heard his arm hit that, or hand hit that, hit that door, latch on that door, because it always made a big click. And when it did, <laughs> I don't know, something happened to me. I grabbed that damn strap of that duffel bag, and I did the biggest drop kick you can ever drop kick somebody in your life, and kicked that sucker out that door. And I was like, go, Billy, go! Billy took off hauling ass or whatever. And uh, anyway, what, you, you, you had all laughing and carrying on, and 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 I, I, I looked up and I go, look, Billy, look, Billy, I got his bag, look, look. And I said, well, what the hell's in the bag? And I said, none of your effing business. <laughs> awesome. Man, that joke, that joke has been going on since, I think that was 2003, so what's that, 17-year-old joke? 17-year-old joke. Yeah. Oh, man, I tell you what, I still get people with that joke today. And uh, <laughs> no, I tell you one of the best people business. that I ever got with that joke, and that was oh, Ralph Capitani. Oh, he, my God. Exactly. He, Robert Brown, uh, Brian Brown's dad, uh-huh. almost every time I see him now in passing, if we're passing each other in pits or at the concession stand <laughs> or your freaking business. Asks, he always asks me, what's in the bag? What's in the bag? What's in the bag? Well, that that was a good one. And one real quick, when I, we were talking about dirty things, and Leonard McCarl come up walking behind us and stood behind the car. He looked at me and you, Leonard and he McCarl. goes, "Yeah, yep, Leonard McCarl." Oh, I yep, know that. Leonard, Leonard McCarl, and you know we were talking about sex, and he just he started walking around. He turned around. And he goes, "Boys, last time I ever had any, I had some penetrations when my fingers slipped through the." Toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> and then he turned around and he never he never smiled, never said nothing, just said that and he just kept on walking. <laughs> yeah. I'll never forget that. I'll never forget that. Man, we anyway, had so much fun. Yeah, I miss did. those days, I really do. It you know, you I still it. love to race and I still enjoy it, but uh, you know, I guess as you get older some of the craziness wears right. off and you don't get to, you don't get to act as stupid, you know, I guess you gotta grow up some but but uh, these right. kids have no idea what we what we've got to do in the past because they don't they don't get to do any of it. Oh hell no! They're, they got you know it's got that sports gotten point. Right. And you you know this now from what you're doing. It's got so damned expensive that the, the, the fun the funds out of it. it's just it's just a business now. And then you just it gotta... is it is a business. It is a business, you know. And and uh, you know I got great car owners now, and and uh, they're yeah. spending a fortune. They're spending a fortune. I mean, here we are with the damn coronavirus or however you want to mm-hmm. say it and we're all sitting around uh, collecting paychecks and not getting to do anything so uh right you know i i i just it's, it's sickening to me that that what's going on but i understand too and and i know yeah. you're dealing with your business with the same thing you know and same deal um, we're, we're fortunate enough to where we can we keep paying our people and i got them Painting walls, redoing ceilings and offices, just getting ready for when it does finally break loose. Hopefully, we can make a buck. 
Well, that's kind of what's going on around here. We're painting and cleaning and just trying to stay busy, you know. Well, hey, hey Billy, I really appreciate you being on. And no if you bump into Donnie, would you would you tell him I said hello and and tell Most the wife and the, and the and the boys and the daughter that I said hello and oh, and yeah. uh, thanks for coming on and man I wish we had more time to reminisce because we got uh, there's a lot more stories I'm sure. Well, the, the, if you have a Beaver Bob night, it would be a whole hour minimum. <laughs> oh yeah, what you mean? You got that'd it. be a that'd be a well, night. That might be a uh, well maybe hours. maybe a series. <laughs> yeah. You got hey, it. we can do a series like they're doing on Netflix now, you know, the old Tiger King. I don't know if you've watched that. <laughs> no, I haven't, but I need to. <laughs> you, need to you need to watch it because it's disturbing. And just for all the listeners, just because I live in Oklahoma doesn't mean I act like the Tiger King. Don't don't even go there. <laughs> Guess I need to watch that damn thing then. <laughs> yeah, you do. Well, all, all right. right. Thanks again for being Man, that was good, uh, catching up with Billy there and having fun uh playing that joke on you guys for april fool's day so hopefully we got all of you guys sucked in on that because that's been a running joke for a good while and that's pretty fun so i think you've got me like multiple times with it even yeah, though but, i've heard it but before. you're easy but you're easy <laughs> don't say that <laughs> it's a lot better if you have like the full effect uh in person telling of the story but. yeah you know and i said there with him that that i one of the best ones i got was ralph capitani and uh he it was hook line and sinker with him and there's been a lot of people hook line and sinker but that was really cool that day that i mean i don't even remember where this joke come from but, the internet if you search it's out there but well probably before it's internet, well it, it was but it was honestly there was a time when we went to the truck stop and there was a guy wanting a ride and it's basically how it went down i couldn't it wasn't my truck and trailer so i couldn't say anything but uh, and Billy just told him, no, we're not giving you a ride nowhere. So <clears throat> that really was a true story. We've just kind of blended that all together and made that all you happen. You guys are a mess. But lots of fun driving for those that family. And, it sounds like it. Uh, we, I didn't get to tell one story, and, and I'll never forget it. it. was that morning, one morning before we got to go to, got ready to go to Knoxville, and me and Billy decided to go down and go fishing and uh, at the pond there at the race shop, and he ended up with a big treble hook through his finger, all the way through his fingernail and everything. He had to go to the emergency room before we could ever leave to go to the races and go get it taken out. But uh, we had a lot of fun. Uh, you know, we good guys. That's about all I can say. Yep. What do you got for us on this question of the week this week? This week, Jimmy McLean Jr. asked, how many right rear tires do you typically plan to go through on a race night? Well, with World of Outlaws, Jimmy, uh, you know, we always qualify, or I'm sorry, we always hot lap probably on the on a used tire of the night from from the night before, or something used that we're not going to run in a heat race or or any any other, any other time for that matter. Uh, but uh, normally, you put a brand new tire on for the feature. Or, I'm sorry for the heat race. I'm, I'm I'm going all crazy here. Qualifying. Qualifying. <laughs> put a new tire on to qualify. That tire you have to run in the heat race and in the dash. And then normally you would put a new tire on for the A main. Uh, that's the by, by the rules. You have to keep the right rear on for the heat, for qualifying heat and the dash. If you're in the B main, you can put a different tire on for the B and a different tire on for the A. But with these tires the way they are these days, we find a tire that we qualify on and it feels good and it doesn't shake or anything uh, for that matter. If that tire is still good after the dash, uh, 
some teams choose to run that tire in the feature because they know what that tire is because you can change a tire and put a new one on for the feature and that tire could be a shaker and it just may not be as good a tire so uh these these tires are kind of all over the place so we're one of those deals is we for me anyway if we have a tire that feels good and it's not and we think it'll make 30 laps or whatever the feature is and it's not just hurt hurt at all we'll run that in the feature too so jimmy uh hope that helps uh answer your question there and i'm sure sarah will get with you and send you something out koozie or something i'm not sure what she's giving away this week but she'll get with you yep um speaking of koozies and such like always we've got merchandise available koozies hats beanies hoodies t-shirts all the above. Sweatshirts, hoodies. Sweatshirt. I said hoodies. Yeah, those things are going to be prime. You know, the, those are good lounging at the house. With all uh, this, with all this quarantine, down, all this outfit. downtime, the weather's getting warmer, so we're not going to probably sell many hooded sweatshirts. We till, don't have a ton of them to sell till the fall. Uh, I know of two or three boxes that are plumb full. Oh, never mind. So, well, the, we've got plenty if you'd like some. <clears throat> the sweatshirt thing. So. That's yep. okay. Yep, I um, guess we're going to have to hang on to those till the fall. Yeah, it's okay. We're not worried about it. I am. <laughs> okay. Um, speaking of, you can also contact us. So if you need merchandise, contact us on our social media. But you can contact us anytime on social media. Just search for Wayne Johnson Racing. Um, you can contact us on the voicemail line, 405-362-0620. We've been getting um, the suggestions for, uh, what do we call them? Uh, our guests. Topics. Guests. Topics. For Topics. The, I don't know. Sorry, my brain's slow today. Or we, we actually, the the uh, somebody called in and left us a message about having Billy Vilhauer on. So if you've got any suggestions. That's what I was getting at. We uh, You can call that voicemail line and tell us anything. Just <coughs> give us a call, um, 405-362-0620. You can also email us at waynejohnsonracing at yahoo.com. I'd also like to ask, like I do every week, if you are enjoying the podcast, listening in, if you'll rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, that would be a big help. Uh, if you don't mind to share the podcast on your social media channels, let me know, and I'll send you a koozie. I think I said uh, about 14 times. Uh, there you go. Uh, that's your new word. That's the word of the week. Uh, uh it's your turn. Uh, uh okay. Well, <laughs> well, my turn. I'm tired. <laughs> well, guys, be sure and tune in tonight because I think that's going to be really cool. We're going to get those, hopefully we can get those ratings up where, you know, uh, I know it's just racing, but you know what? It's still something to do and, and gives a platform for us to maybe grow this sprint car deal into the, in every home. Just like NASCAR. So uh, I, I would say with all this quarantine, if anything happens out of this, something that I'm not very good at, and that's the electronics and the Internet and all of that, I think we're actually going to advance uh, with all that. You know, there a lot of people have been skeptic about it. Me too. Uh, just like working from home, you know, Sarah, you're getting to work from home, and now your company sees that really you don't really have to be there to work, you know, to to do your job. You, you let them know that, but you know what I'm saying. No, I know. Yeah, I think everybody in general is benefiting from um, 
technology had this happened 20 years ago, it would be a much different picture right now. So Nobody was stupid enough to eat a bat 20 years ago, I guess. Oh, there we go. Back to that. Okay. I mean, just saying. I'm sure they've done much dumber things. They probably didn't wipe their, or they probably wiped their butt oh, and then didn't wash their hands oh and ate them. Oh my gosh! <laughs> okay. All right, guys. The well, wheels are off. So till next week, <laughs> just like last week, wash your hands. Don't get the coronavirus. Later.